Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. Today is episode number 17, and we are looking in our series of 1 John. Today we're going to be in 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10, one of my favorite places in all of Scripture. And I know before I go any further, let me just go ahead and address it. I know every single morning you hear me say something along the lines of, I love this scripture. This is my favorite scripture. This scripture is the greatest scripture I've ever read in my whole life. This scripture will change your life. I know, I say it all the time. But here's the deal. The more I read through scripture, the more I experience God, and the more I experience how God has woven all of the scripture together to reveal these incredible truths about him, I can't help but find that joy every time I share it. Just as we talked about yesterday, share the words of God, and then your joy will be made complete. It is a powerful thing to share what God is telling you. I encourage you today, share what God tells you today. Here's what I want to look at. In verse number five, this passage means a lot to me, and it's because, specifically, this verse, in verse five, was the first time I ever gave an object lesson. I got hired by a church when I was 21, 22 years old. I was about to turn 22, and this church hired me. They took a chance on me, and thank the Lord for churches that will take a chance on a young man who is trying to follow after the Lord and jump all in with his faith and say, I believe God's called me to ministry, and a church take a chance on you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, churches for taking a chance on young ministers and not just taking a chance and saying, here's a book, go teach a bunch of kids. Rather saying, here's a book, go teach the kids, but here's three or four men that I'm going to put around you to help grow you in your faith. That's what happened with me. And I remember this verse was the first time I had this object lesson, right? I was so excited. I was going to be creative. It was going to be clever. And let me just go ahead and read the verse to you and I'll explain the illustration. So the verse is verse number five of chapter one of first John. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. This verse is awesome and powerful for several reasons. One, we know that John is writing to a group of believers that are, that are being a little bit confused. Their, their truths have now turned into kind of opinions. Their belief system is shaken a little bit. They've got some clever people teaching them false claims about Jesus. And so he says, let's just get this clarified right now. This is the message we have heard from him. John's saying this, I was with him. I walked with Jesus. I walked with him. I talked with him. I heard him. In fact, I heard the message I heard from him, and I'm proclaiming it to you right now. You can take this to the bank. You can trust me on this. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. He means there's no confusion in God. There's no questions in God. There's no concerns in God. He is perfect in all the ways. So the phrase is, God is light, and in him is no darkness. I remember as this young guy, I was sitting here in front of a group of, I don't know, 15, 20 students, and I was so excited about this this illustration because it just clicked with me. So what I did was I brought in a folding table, and I brought in a candlestick, and I set the candlestick on top of the folding table. And it was in a little uh, base, and so it was standing straight up, just about, I don't know, 10, 12 inches. And this, uh, this candlestick was standing there. It was right up against the wall. It was about two feet off of the wall. And I remember we turned the lights down and I turned the flashlight on and I shined it on the candlestick. Now, of course, I'm shining it around the room first, you know, blinding everybody, being funny uh, because I was young and dumb and didn't know what else to do. But then I turn it over to the candlestick and I say, do you see what I see? And everybody's like, yeah, I see a candlestick. I said, what's behind the candlestick? And they said, oh, it's the shadow of the candlestick. I said, exactly. 
I said, this is kind of a cool thing, isn't it? And I kind of moved the flashlight around. You can see the shadow moving around a little bit. And I said, now what happens if I were to light this candlestick? Would it show the flame in the shadow? And everybody just about agreed. Well, yeah, if you shine a light on onto the candlestick that's lit, yes, the light that you're shining onto it will project a shadow no matter what. I said, okay, so we lit the candlestick and I shined the flashlight on it. And lo and behold, everybody was wrong. There was no shadow that was from the flame. You could see the candlestick, but if you just looked at the shadow, you couldn't tell if the candlestick was lit or not. The flame didn't produce a shadow. And it's because light is so powerful that it can't be changed. Light can't be, now light can bend and light can move, but the truth is light can't be defiled. It reveals defilement, but it can't be defiled itself. So if, for instance, if you had a glass of murky water and you shine a light into that glass, the light doesn't, doesn't change. The light doesn't get dirty. Just because the water may be dirty or just because the glass may be dirty, the light doesn't get dirty itself. So the light cannot cast a shadow. If you hold a flashlight up to a, um, to a blowtorch, the, the flame is not going to produce a shadow because the light is producing. Light produces. God produces. There's no flaw in light. Now, there's all kinds of things I'd love to talk about with light, how fast it moves, how incredible it is, what it's made of, and all those things. But for the sake of time, I just want to walk through this little piece with you right now. God is light, and there is no darkness in him. There's a song that I love, heard sung in a church, and it's called What a Beautiful Name. It's one of my favorite songs. And there's a verse in that song, there's a, a, a section in that song that says, You have no rival, you have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. That phrase, you have no rival and you have no equal, lets me think about this light, the power of light. You know, if you're in a dark room, turn a light on. Light wins every time. If there's a dark place, shine a light in it. Light will win. Darkness cannot compete with the light. It can't. Darkness can never win against the light. As John continues in this, in verses 6, 7, If we have fellowship with him while we walk in the darkness, we lie and don't practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Verse 8, it says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we've not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Here's what John's saying to this third generation believer who is wavering in their faith journey. He says, listen, it's, it's as true as light and dark. If you have fellowship with him, you're not walking in darkness. If you're walking in the light, you do have fellowship with him and with one another. And the blood of Jesus will cleanse us. Light exposes. Light has exposed your sin but the blood of Jesus is powerful enough to cover it. Today, I encourage you with this. God is light. He has no rival. Those rivals you have in your life, it is darkness versus light. If you want to defeat those rivals, turn the light on. Shine the light of Jesus into that rival's face. And I promise you this, God will win because light doesn't lose to darkness.